Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Привет, comrades, uh, and welcome to another digital citizen. I'm not going to try to say that in Russian, but I will say привет, comrade Luke. Isn't that like the national Russian national anthem or whatever? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know the words, but I kind of know. I kind of know the tune in a little bit. Right. Yeah. Mostly just because of the meme. Yeah. Another digital citizen uh, has been. Um, uh, Americanized uh, elections wise uh, hacked so <laughs> yes that was a stretch but I see what you're saying uh -huh. Uh -huh. yes some bots in, in Russia tried to hack us we'll talk about that a little later but not, we have uh, sorry not even that much later but yes yes a, a, a tiny tiny bit Later, because in front of you, you have a soda. Let's do a soda review f real quick, and then we can get into the Russian uh, hacking of our podcast. <laughs> Instead of the Russian hacking of our election, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Because I've got Mountain Dew Fruit Quake. Not Fruit Cake. Fruit Quake. Uh -huh. I see what they did there. Yeah. That's funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of insensitive to people who have died in earthquakes, but... <laughs> That's a joke, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why didn't they think about that? Yeah, exactly. Oh. But this is a Mountain Dew, and it says it has a blast of artificial fruitcake flavor. Whatever the fuck that means, that right? That means, yeah. Because, like, I can't Sounds even imagine awful. what fruitcake would taste like in liquid form. Just because there's so much shit well, in a fruitcake, right? There's like many different flavors happening. Right. And I'm I'm not a big fan of fruitcake, to be honest. So I've never like I've had fruitcake, but I wouldn't say I'm like a fan. Yeah. I'm I'm actually quite an anti fan of fruitcake. <laughs> the thing is I don't like cakes, but I wouldn't say that like fruitcake is necessarily like a cake. No, it's more a bread kind of. Yeah, like I would compare it to yeah. like banana bread, right? But yes, with a bunch yes. of with a bunch of crap in it, like a bunch of fruit. Yes. All right. Well, this is I like, like insane. I feel like. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, I feel like a Christmas cake is more like oh, we had this leftover. Let's just put it in and call it something else. I mean, the thing that I know most from is Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas Play special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Where he builds an entire room out of fruitcakes because everybody mm -hmm. keeps giving him fruitcakes. It was like one of my favorite jokes when I was, what, eight? It was like the best joke for an eight-year-old. Right. I'm going to build an entire TV house shows that are based around Christmas has fruitcake in it. I mean, uh, an Agatha Christie novel is based upon... They're being fruitcake. Someone yes. dies from fruitcake? Yep. Death by fruitcake? Uh, anyway, yeah, so I'm I'm going to guess that this doesn't taste that good with my... Um, that's just it, like, I would assume it's going to taste like fruit, like a fruity mountain right. dude, because, like, fruitcake, that's what it's got in it, it's got fruit. All right, let's open it up. Mm-hmm. Kind of hear that. Oh. It's very... Not that much carbon. Very purple. 
Very purple. Yeah, I saw I saw some picture of it because Luke posted that. What does it smell like? Um, it smells like fruit, I guess. Okay. It kind of smells like those shitty Christmas candies that like get stuck together in the bowl, and you can't—they oh. all become like one big like yeah. amalgamation of shitty candy that nobody wants to eat. Let's try. Mm-hmm. Like Skittles when it's warm. I was thinking <laughs> like those striped candies. You know what I'm talking about? They got the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's. Okay. I mean, this just tastes like um. Yeah. It definitely tastes like Mountain Dew. Okay. With like a um. Fruit punch. It's fruit punch Mountain Dew. Is all it is. Hmm. Like a uh, like classic fruit punch. I wouldn't even. I mean, fruit cake, I guess, but fruit punch. Is more what yeah, I would fruit compare punch to. and fruit cake are two different things in my my eye. Because uh, if I would, would think fruit cake, I would think like raisins and things like that in it, especially raisins. Uh, yeah, that's the thing about fruit cake because it's like really a texture thing, right? Because it's like there's right, a yeah. squishy bread part, and then there's like all the little like there's nuts and there's raisins and there's other fruits. Right. You're not going to get the texture from that. This is just, yeah. I mean, this is just fruit punch Mountain Dew. I definitely taste the Mountain Dew, mm. and it tastes like Minute Maid, like concentrated mm. fruit punch mixed together. Right. Yeah. Huh. I'm a little disappointed that it isn't a little more Christmassy. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not like. I mean, it doesn't have like any pine feel or like it's not. Yeah. Um, uh, well, not even like nutmeg. Sure, right, or fall themed or anything, but right. to be honest, of the weird soda sodas that we've reviewed on this, it's one of the mm-hmm. better ones. This is something I could drink. Oh yeah, it's really sweet. I would prefer like a diet, like a no sugar mm-hmm. version of this, uh, but it's all right. To be honest, how much uh, coffee is uh, in it? Coffee. Well, I got a 20-ounce bottle. I'm not sure if they sell anything oh. with that because it's one of those limited edition things, but... Right. 91 so. milligrams per 20 fluid ounces, so I'm not sure what that would be if it, if you got, like, a 12-ounce. I don't even know if a 12 ounces exists, so, yeah. Yeah. But that sounds uh, uh, approximately as a normal Mountain Dew. I, I would give it a 7.5, actually. I think one thing is I, nice. I'm i a fan of Minute Maid... Uh, yeah, I like punch. Minute Maid. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you didn't like Minute Maid Fruit Punch or Mountain Dew, you'd probably hate this. But I like mm-hmm. both those things, and it just tastes like if you were to mix them together. So, yeah, pretty good. I will keep drinking it. I'm not going to go. Sometimes when we do soda reviews like this, I'll end up just going and getting a whole other soda after I do the review because I'm like, this tastes like shit. Right. I'm not going to drink this yeah. for the rest of the show. But I need something to drink because we're going to be talking, and you want to like wet your, you know your mouth and your throat so but yeah this is decent we go through a lot of soda uh, on this podcast both me and luke yeah Mm. not not russian soda though i mean this is opening up the soda the christmas soda uh season right i mean it's not quite december yet it's gonna be december what tomorrow so yeah um, yeah i'm going out actually buying christmas soda tomorrow 
Okay, yeah. I mean, we can yeah. spread them out a little bit. We'll just do some Christmas. If people don't know, Christmas sodas are a thing in Norway. so They definitely are. Uh, but yeah, none of them are Russians. Uh, so yeah, this was on Monday evening uh, after uh, me and Luke had watched uh, uh, the newest episode of uh, Cabinet of Curiosity. Uh, I had a glance on our uh, website and our SoundCloud. Uh, Not yet. Yeah, our SoundCloud, uh, where we host uh, the episodes. And all of a sudden, we had <laughs> almost almost four thousand more plays than we usually have. <laughs> it's not the and highest rated episode yet, or at least last night when I went right. to bed, it wasn't because we still have the ASMR sex episode, which right is still high, high has a higher rating. But sure, I guess it could it could actually pass it if it keeps going at the rate that it's going, right? Right, yeah, no, it's still going. Uh, when I went to bed the last night, it had around like 2,500 somewhere. Right now, it's at almost four. Yes. Um, and and uh, we are around around the 30, I would say, is a normal episode. Yeah, no, this is definitely... What we're seeing is it's all coming out of Russia, which is very strange. And and then we're also seeing that there's somebody that everybody in the comments on that last episode is saying, oh, thanks, Jay, or, like, shouting out this one person, and we were kind of like, who the hell is this? And I don't necessarily think we know exactly who it is yet, right? No, we have some theories, but definitely don't know. Yeah, no, it started uh, with Shay Crystal saying dope as fuck, Jay Maddox. Uh, then we have Ramona Floyd said, killed it, Maddox. Uh, then I have to go a little up. There's one that just What's says the... Maddox, like yeah, Jay Maddox. Yeah, yeah. There's a, cu- a couple, and so I'm wondering if this is. This sounds weird, but because there's one person, there's a couple people that are musical artists. There's a DJ, and then on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. there's a, a rapper. Um, but then there's also a comedian that we found that could be this mm-hmm. person. Uh, but it's just strange because, like, did they accidentally put our like, were they botting their own account and then accidentally put our link in in the address bar? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know. Because, well, I don't really know how to bot an account. Like, we, we know this is uh, uh, false numbers. Not only because of the weird comments. It's like, we have third, third, uh, 38 comments. We usually have zero, and it's well. Like, it's not even that. It's, it's the what they say that's the weird part. Yeah, right. It's like awesome beat. This is real hip hop. <laughs> right. I'm. I'm gonna go buy some old school gear now or something. Yeah. You got bars for days. Yay! Shout out to, to Flavor J. Who are the? Oh, how, Flavor J. That's a new. I haven't. Let's. Yeah. Let me look that up. Uh. I think that is another, like, Jay Maddox thing. 
Well, I would assume, but maybe that'll yeah. give us a little clue as to who, which Jay Maddox it is. Yeah, no, it's 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 been it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. Uh, I have some theories about why this happened. Um, I think it's probably because uh, we talked bad about f uh, FIFA or f uh, football or because we, we usually don't do sports on our podcast at all because neither me or Luke are that interested in talking about sports. And definitely not Luke. I'm more interested in in sport than Luke, and I'm right. not that interested at all. Um, but it just yeah, it just feels like uh, because maybe we have both like rainbows and football uh, in the title of last week's episode. Uh, it comes from there. It's it's kind of it's kind of hard to guess why this has happened. We have ha had it happen once or twice before, and I, I can't really see any uh, yeah uh, similarities, is the word I'm looking for. I The only thing I can think, like I said, I'm even there's another SoundCloud rapper that it's coming, or no, a Spotify rapper that is coming up with, when I look up J-Matic's Flavor J... Um, mm. 37 monthly listeners that can't like th if it was actually a person who was sending people there they would have to have a huge following for it to be this many right. people that showed up in the last few days so that tells mm -hmm. me that this person is not it obviously um, what I think honestly is that somebody was trying to bot their own SoundCloud and maybe mm. they were also listening to our show and when they mm -hmm. went to send uh, the li their link to whoever they used to buy views, right? They sent. Oh, oh can you my buy views? Oh yeah. Oh, they're oh. Uh, and in Russia, that is something that especially happens. That's remember. Oh. Uh, that's the whole thing with um, the election interference was uh, bot farms, right? Right. Troll farms, what they do is they farm clicks. I mean, this all started with like mm. things like uh, World of Warcraft uh, auctioning and things like that, and they became mm. like big, mm -hmm. like they actually became businesses. And then when things like SoundCloud rappers and things like that, they there's actual like really shady places on the internet where you can get people to you know buy YouTube views, buy SoundCloud views, buy Spotify mm. views. What if this person was this Jay Maddox, whoever they are, because we have multiple options of people here, they wanted to, right. to bot their own account, they were listening to our stuff, uh, they accidentally loaded in our the wrong URL, <laughs> but then put in their name as like the thing yeah. that they wanted in the fake comments, because when you buy up these fake bots, they're going to put in fake comments also to make it look real. Uh, right. And so that's why we're seeing like, 
top track and things like that that are like these weird yeah. awkward comments that don't make any sense to our show at all <laughs> right. is because this guy was trying to buy his bots for his own account and accidentally put an url that's my only explanation oh. as to what happened here otherwise like what sense does anything make in this situation other than somebody yeah, no. is trying to like fuck with us it could be that i mean it wouldn't we be the first time, a... I mean... Oh, we'd, it would definitely wouldn't be, no. When our email address got completely bombarded by spam oh, for, like, year, a few, uh, for like a Christ. year, that's that completely stopped now, by the way. Like, yeah. our email address, which we com gave up on for a while, once we gave up on it, that totally stopped. So somebody was definitely trying to, like, send us spam and shit, so... Yeah, no, it, it it just feels extremely, extremely weird, and it feels also like out of absolutely nowhere. Like I said, so it's just like yeah, I actually, I don't really. It, funny yeah. enough, made me this week, uh, yesterday during the day, I went back and listened to episode one eighty eight, which is like our highest rated episode. Which, mm -hmm. that is actually not botted. It actually is that high because no. of the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I went back and listened to it, and the stuff we talk about on that app, on that app is insane. Like, we cover yeah. some shit that, like, totally is relevant to today that uh, I, I went back and listened to it and went, like, holy crap, we're talking about this and this and this. Like, right. all these things that are, like, so relevant to... 2022, 2023, yeah. It also was one of the most fun interviews we have ever done, I think. Yeah, I think that just, the interview yeah. and then the title of that one definitely is the thing that got... The title is the thing that got the mm -hmm. most... Uh, why it got so many views, but, like... I, mean, I went back and listened the to the news. Sex work. <laughs> I went back and listened to the news Super section, weird. and it was like, yeah, uh, pretty wild. The things we covered uh, that that week, so you know that has over uh, eight thousand eight hundred and fifty two plays it's it's definitely going to be our most popular track ever yeah and like I said that one's not botted where last week's is no. definitely botted so I don't wouldn't count that as like our top like even no. if that one passed 188 I wouldn't count it yeah you know yeah what I mean? yeah yeah no so that was weird uh, other than that, this has been a busy week. It, it feels like we had our podcast last night, to be honest. This week has just flown by for yeah, me. Yeah, me too, because, like, the day after was Thanksgiving. So, m like, right. my at my parents' house, when I got done with the podcast, the family was starting to show up at my parents' house. I went over there, mm -hmm. we had dinner that night, and then obviously did Thanksgiving and everything the next day, and then... Uh, I had a lot of stuff to do because I was helping people who were on vacation take care of their houses and their animals mm -hmm. while they were on vacation for the weekend. So from, you know, Friday Luke through me, like, Sunday. I have, I have four cats to take care of. Five, actually. <laughs> oh, five cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, a, it was a busy weekend. And then Mon or Monday, Tuesday, actually, was pretty chill. Yesterday... Uh, I didn't do anything. I just basically hung out and watched nice. Wednesday most of the day. <laughs> Wednesday and YouTube videos and other TV shows, so. Yeah, we will talk about Wednesday a little later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on this Wednesday. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, Wednesday on Wednesday. Wednesday on Wednesday. Uh, so, do you want to start with the shitty Christmas tree? 
Or do you want to end with that? Let's, we can talk about it now. Because it's like, yeah. we didn't have much no, uh, info other than like some much. tweets and stuff. People talking about the, the yeah, Christmas so there, tree. There's, there is this tradition uh, that Norway gifts away a Christmas tree uh, as a thank you for uh, the help that we got during the war from uh, World War II. the UK. Yeah, World War II. So everywhere we send them a Christmas tree that is put up in uh, Trafalgar Square, uh, one of the like main points in in the UK. Like everybody knows where Trafalgar Square is. And uh, this year the tree looks shit. It, there's absolutely nothing <laughs> to come between saying that this it, it looks terrible. Um, it seems like, because we've seen the tweets of it, that it just wasn't transported well, because one side of it mm -hmm. is, like, totally smashed down. Yeah. Um, there's ways to fix Christmas trees like that. Right. If you were to just take the branches off and then drill holes and put the branches back in yeah. straight, I mean, the tree's not going to last as long, but... You could fix it if you wanted to, and they just didn't do it, or at least not yet. I haven't seen it. But now there's discussion of, like, some people saying, oh, should we even still be doing this tradition? Or is Norway right. just, like, making fun of us? It's like, it's just a tree, guys. Just chill yeah. out. Nobody cares about your stupid tree. <laughs> and it's, uh, I, I think uh, Larry the Cat uh, definitely had my favorite tweet. Uh, judging by the photos of Trafalgar Square Christmas tree being felled last week in Norway and arriving today, it's been transported as hand luggage on Ryanair. <laughs> right, that's only funny to people who know British culture, because like most Americans have no idea what Ryanair is. But yeah, I, I get it. I get the joke, and it is funny. Ryanair is Ryanair like a very cheap, cheap airline that I think it only goes yes. in between Ireland and... UK, right? It doesn't. Act, I don't think it even goes to Norway. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I have taken Ryanair from the, uh, Norway. Oh okay. I thought it was like. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is there some other airline that only goes in between Ireland and UK? I swear there's one, but yeah. Mm. But you know, uh, it's. Uh, uh, but I, I, I think there's. Uh, uh, there was someone that said uh, one person joked. Uh, it's always uh, thought uh, that the Trelga Square was forever uh, being a pathetic sight. Time to call off this joke once and for all. <laughs> Time for the, the tree to lift our spirit instead of driving one to look for a bottle of spirits. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a bean. Uh, a tradition since 1947, look, so it's going pretty. Yeah, the war. Pretty far back. Yeah. Yeah, since the end of the war. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody uh, revealed anything terrible about Norway's government during World War II, so I can see why the UK was like, that's fine, we can right. exchange trees. Uh, unlike how the U.S. and Iraq, there was revealed that we lied about that war, right? 
Yeah, there was this football match last night that had some political uh, ideas behind Undertones? Just, undertones, to say it mildly. That doesn't have United anything to do with Iraq, but I don't... But sure. No, no. Iran. You played... You beat Iran 1-0. Are you happy? I mean, I'm fine. That's good, I guess. It was surprising. People were surprised. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, was it talked uh, a lot about? I just saw it this morning when I woke up, so I haven't, I haven't had time since it happened to like actually ah. take that. But it's fun that you're still in it, and uh, we will see how how long it goes. But yeah, Iran, Iraq. It got me to thinking about that. But yeah, did you lie about Iraq? No, you didn't. Was a lot of mass weapons, wasn't it? Of mass destruction there. Well, yeah, I think uh, there was this thing called uh, WikiLeaks that released a whole bunch of stuff, including a video of uh, U.S. soldiers oh, yeah. murdering civilians, including medical responders. Remember that? It, yeah. it was called dub the double doing a double tap. Remember? It's illegal. Yeah. It's actually a war war crime under the. It's the. The laws of Ge the Geneva Convention, right? Mm -hmm. Is that why New York Times and the EU News urges the US to drop charges against Assange? The New York Times and four European news organizations are calling for the Justice Department of the US to drop its charges against Julian Assange for obtaining and publishing classified diplomatic and military secrets. Uh, the U.S. government should end its prosecution of Assange for publishing the secrets. The editors of The Times, The Guardian, Le Monde, and Der Spiegel, as well as El Pais, wrote in a joint letter published Monday. So not just The New York Times, but The Guardian, which is obviously the U.K., Le Monde, mm. which is French, Der, Der Spiegel, which is German, and El Pais, which is... Isn't that Spanish, right? Sure. I think it might actually be South American. Let me check really quick. But, uh, I mean, that's, you know, it's not, uh, yeah, it's Spanish. Um, it's not just, uh, you know, one country. This is multiple countries, medias coming out and saying, hey, this is going to hurt us as journalists, even. Says mm. the prosecution of Assange under the Espionage Act, they say, set, sets a dangerous precedent and threatens and undermines America's First Amendment and the freedom of press. Um, in their letter, the news outlets noted that the World War II era law has been, been used to prosecute, uh, has never been used to prosecute a publisher broadcaster. Some of us are concerned about the allegations and the indictment that has attempted to aid the computer intrusion of a classified database. Uh, the letter continued, but we come together now to express our grave concerns about the continued prosecution of Assange for obtaining and publishing classified material. Holding governments accountable is part of the core mission of a free press in democracy. Obtaining, disclosing sensitive information when necessary in the public interest is a core part of our daily work as journalists. Right. This is you huge. Know, I, I agree. It's super huge. And uh, I think it's very, very good that uh, there are so many behind this. Right, especially since it's not just one news outlet, it's m multiple news out ma multiple major news outlets in multiple countries all saying, mm -hmm. hey, this is going to hurt us as journalists if you do this. And it's also coming one week after 
the immunity of the killers of Jamal Khashoggi, who was mm. also a journalist. And so I, I feel, I have no proof of this because it's not in any of the articles, but the, these news outlets saw that immunity coming from the U.S. and said, oh my God, like this, mm-hmm. this could get really bad if Julian Assange does get, uh, uh, does get sent to the U.S. or, or is, you know, if this kind of, uh, this kind of attack on journalism is, is set in precedent where then other journalists who release classified information could be prosecuted in the same way. Right. Hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a dangerous precedent to set. Uh, that's one of the things that I I, I, I think is maybe the the thing that uh, journalists uh, should take with them when they are thinking of like doing things like this. Sadly, sadly, strong people that are in charge will try to put them down and that's what we're seeing the united states are doing well not only that they could be prosecuted now but the new york times and the guardian at the time when assange released the documents the u.s government documents uh, about the iraq war New York Times and Guardian also released that same information, which means under this, they would be also liable for that. And so it Mm. it sets that precedent and future precedents. Also, Mm. the U.S. is charging Assange for 175 years in jail. Obviously, he's not going to live that long. But that also kind of is a underlying veiled threat to other journalists saying if you do something like this we're gonna put you in jail for 200 years so you better yeah. fucking not do that right it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah it's more than just the prosecution of assange it's the prosecution of journalism in general well uh talking about journalists uh people have been uh very strong uh, sending pictures for of what is going on in the Ukraine war, uh, now European officials accusing United States of profiting from the Ukraine war. I mean, yes, duh. <laughs> yeah, it's that's what I. The, my first thought was like, have you met the U.S. before? Right. <laughs> you know, like that. It's like it's a, it's a little like saying like grass is green. <laughs> uh, top European officials accused the U.S. of profiteering off the Ukraine war, according to a report by Politico. Officials told the publication that the Biden administration was making a fortune off of the invasion of Ukraine, while European countries are left to suffer. The fact is, if you look at it soberly. The country that is most profiting off this war is the U.S. because they are selling more gas at higher prices and because they are now selling more weapons, one unnamed senior official told Politico. We are in a historic juncture. America needs to realize that public opinion is shifting in many of the EU countries. These comments were backed publicly and privately by some other European officials, diplomats, and ministers. This is all according to Politico. Uh, Mm. This is while Europe is bracing for a difficult winter due to soaring energy costs, while oil prices have fallen back below pre-invasion levels, natural grass prices remain far higher uh, and are being pushed by the U.S. So, Mm. 
Hmm. So yeah, that's why I'm, it's mostly the weapons we're selling, and then also the natural gas, which we. What I heard is we're selling at four times the cost of what it was, you know, pre-invasion. Yeah, Norway is also up there with selling gas extremely high now. We'd already covered that Europeans were saying, were, bl- were claiming that Norway was war profiteering, like, mm. what, a month and a half ago we already covered that? Right, um, yeah. And I think this is more even more accurate. We're like... Uh, I feel like Norway, yes, is in in uh, in lockstep with the U.S. in this uh, in this war, uh, and so mm-hmm. I can see why people would have blamed Norway at the time. But I think probably the U.S. is more to blame for war profiteering and even giving the idea, or uh, the U.S. may be to blame to give Norway the idea to profit off of mm. war, right? Uh, definitely. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, we invented uh, war profiteering practically. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a sad situation, uh, and it's a sad. Uh, it's just that we we have to come to the conclusion that war, uh, or other people has to come to the conclusion that war is not beneficial for anybody else, but the people that make the weapons that of. Uh, uh, wars are, are fought with like uh, one of the reasons why I'm such a pacifist and and would never touch a gun is not only that it would kill someone uh, but it's also like uh, it's the process and why it's made in the first place that makes me angry like uh, w- weapons shouldn't be used uh, to attack or kill people at all like it, I can understand people wanting guns to like shoot reindeer or elk or whatever else they want to hunt, but it's, to it's eat, just like to eat, right? Yeah, yeah, to eat, and uh, that makes sense. But weapons that like a handgun, a Glock, nobody needs a Glock. Yeah, really? why can't we just fight in the metaverse, right? <laughs> just battle it out in the metaverse <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, and then the United States is of course sending uh, Ukraine even more money for emissions weapons and generators 400 million uh, Norway has put uh, away like 35 million on their state budget I think no oh, that's in here send... so yeah uh the latest uh, set of military equipment for the United from the United States is uh, is being sent to Ukraine, including ammunition for air defense and long artillery, underscoring Kyiv's battlefield needs as it tries to push back Russian forces. The Biden administration announced four hundred million dollars in additional uh, aid aid. I put that in quotes to Ukraine. Among the arms being shipped is 150 heavy machine guns with special thermal in- imaging sites to help shoot down drones, as well as ammunition mm-hmm. for air defense systems known as NAS Amas, a Pentagon official said. Ukraine has increased its pleas for more Western air defense. Uh, the NAMAS, NAS Amas, which are jointly produced by the U.S. and Norway, can shoot down drones. Helicopters, jets, and cruise missiles. Two of the systems, along with uh, 
with Norwegian-trained Ukrainian crews were deployed into combat earlier this month. The Russian missiles and drone attacks have been a huge drain on Ukraine's limited patchwork of air defense. The Pen mm. Pentagon's latest patch package, which brings the total value of arms and equipment sent to Ukraine since the Russian invasion in February to more than $19 billion, uh, yeah. also includes HIMARS uh, ammunition, uh, which have been proven to uh, push back against the Ukrainians. Right. It also includes... Mm. 200 precision guided artillery rounds, 200 generators, 250 vehicles, 10,120 millimeter mortars, and two, oh, 20 million rounds of small arms ammunition. Uh, yeah, these uh, har, haram, harmars, because there's the high mars and then the harmars. The harmars can, it says, uh, can get up to. to can reach up to 93 miles away. Um, which I was reading a thing yesterday. The U.S. is weighing whether to send long-range missiles now to... Uh, to Ukraine, which we had talked before. is like, what is considered, like, long-range? Like, mm -hmm. 93 miles to me and you seems pretty long, right? Yes. Uh, but... They're considered, I guess, a hundred mile strike weapon is considered like long range. And so now that there's uh, Doug Bush, the U.S. Army chief weapons buyer, told reporters in the Pentagon last week that the Army was also looking at accelerating production of 150 millimeter artillery shells. Um, this is coming after Boeing said that they want to uh, put in a, a proposed system dubbed ground launch small diameter bomb. Um, Boeing is pushing for their to get their stuff into the region, and it that can be up to ninety four miles uh, range. So th mm. the stuff we just sent is ninety three, but now they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, but should we send the ninety four mile uh, right. capable? Yeah. That why, one mile that makes not, such a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Not like we could just move the rockets one mile forward and that would change. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just... Uh, it. This shows me that uh, Boeing is behind a lot of this uh, push for these kind of... You know, putting these millions of dollars in missiles in there. And also, the pro war profiting. It's like, yeah, we're putting billions of dollars in there and... People don't think that we, we know we're going to profit from that. We wouldn't be putting billions of dollars in this if we didn't think we were going to profit somehow, right? Mm. But mm. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, it's just like I, 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 I get so frustrated by, by this because it's so, like in, in my eyes, it's so fucking easy. It's like we need to put even more pressure on... on on Russia to sit down in and negotiate a peace deal or just l l like fucking leave Ukraine in the first place. I know that's like it's it's easier said than done, but that's that's yeah. Yeah, this we need to you know get people to sit down at, at the negotiating table. Uh, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, but it, at least give it a shot, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which hasn't been done yet, so. Okay, Conning West uh, news. This is 
sad and and it's kind of like yeah well i didn't see that coming um uh trump blames Kanye west for bringing nick Fuentes as dinner guest now you will know nick Fuentes as look <laughs> I mean, do you remember me talking to you about him like months and months ago more than months it's probably years ago the first time you <laughs> yeah. ever mentioned i don't i still not a hundred percent i mean i know i've seen more this week about him than i've ever seen before this week um He's mm -hmm. a very niche right-wing person. I feel like he yes. is one of those people who just specifically got popular because people like Alex Jones were kicked off of social media platforms, and then he was left to fill in the void, if that makes sense. Definitely. Right. Uh, did you see who took uh, his uh, uh, lead as his, uh, as his uh, presidential... Uh... You're talking about Ye. Yeah. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, but Miley. Go ahead. What is his name? Y Yukonovich? Yukonovich? Uh, I don't. I, Yiannopoulos, I think. Yiannopoulos? It's, it's like, yeah. it's very Greek, so it could be something else. Um, but Trump said on Saturday that Kanye and, uh, is a seriously troubled man who was trying, who he was trying to help. But also blamed the controversial musician uh, for a dinner in which Trump says he brought along a white supremacist. Trump said the so mm -hmm. uh, on Truth Social that Ye brought a far-right activist Nick Fuentes to dinner on Tuesday night and that he did not know who Fuentes was. This is according to Trump. So I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black. What? what? Mm -hmm. Why did you... Why did you put that part in there, Trump? <laughs> that seems like a strange thing to kind of add into. <laughs> he just happened to be black. Uh, what are you? Okay. What are you saying? Uh, that other troubled men uh, aren't black? Is mm. that? I, hmm. Hmm. Uh, that didn't sound mm. racist at all. Uh, who is? Nope. Uh, decimated in his business and virtually everything else, uh, and who has always been good to me and allow allowing his request for a meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone so that I can give him much-needed advice. He then showed up with three people, two of which I didn't know, the other a political person who I haven't seen in years. Uh, the former president added, I, don't, I told him don't run for office, a total waste of time, can't win, Fake news uh, went crazy. This was on True Social, obviously. But yeah, the big, yeah. I mean, the big thing well, is he's that, running. <laughs> that Kanye West is running for president. And yeah. Kanye said that he asked Trump to be his running mate. And yep. Trump said he that didn't happen. Uh, Trump yep. obviously also, according to this, says he does didn't even know who Milo was or who Nick Fuentes was. Uh, what I've seen is there's... There's evidence of Trump talking about Nick Fuentes as a person in the past, m m showing oh, yeah, yeah. that he knew he, who he was, right? Um, Sneeko was there as well. <laughs> oh, I saw some pictures of that, right. Sneeko. It's like yeah. it's like the uh, uh, the weirdest ever Suicide Squad. Because <laughs> they're all trying to, like, murder their own careers, I guess. Careers, yes. 
Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, no. I, I find it so so weird, like who who he, he keeps around himself. Uh, I think uh, all these people are people who have completely fallen out of like any kind of relevant. Uh, Milo, you know. Milo Yiannopoulos? That's how we're going to say it. It's so hard to say. He's completely, was completely irrelevant for the last, what, five to, five to six years? Yeah, the last, last time we talked about him was when he threw about uh, his wedding ring and said that he wasn't gay anymore. So, like, he's, like, as far as, like, somebody in the public eye, he is only now just becoming relevant because of Kanye. And I think yeah. the same could be said for Nick Fuentes. For most people, don't know who that is until this well, week. Well, yes, yes, until this week, I would. And say, I would so say yes. Sneeko is also a person who, like, recently yeah. got deplatformed uh, off of different mm-hmm. places. And so, I think it's a team, it's a group of people who all see themselves as like being attacked by this system that they they clearly see as like. Some kind of, uh, uh, I mean, according to Nick Fuentes, who is actually a Holocaust denier, they think this mm. is some kind of Jewish cabal coming after them. Did you see yep. the Tim Pool interview where Kanye walked off the I set? did. Okay, so. I did, yeah. If yeah. people didn't see that, they they literally said it, that it was, it's the, they did it, they did it. And then yep. they try to get Tim Pool to say Jewish people, but he doesn't, like, even Tim Pool had to go back again, fight back against <laughs> them. And, if, and that guy's a fucking moron, yeah. so. Yes, Tim Pool is uh, up there uh, in the moron. I, when Tim Pool was, uh, like, a ground reporter during Black Lives Matter protests, I, I followed his stuff when he, he would, mm-hmm. he would, he was way more liberal back then. Now he's obviously become total grifter, just trying to get views and stuff. But yeah, I mean, he didn't do bear. He didn't even push back against against them at all, and they still like uh, walked out on him. Um, yeah, they're you know crazy anti semites. I mean, Nick Fuentes is openly anti semitic. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This isn't like a veiled thing, like maybe other thing other people but like him and Kanye are openly open about it well uh, put your uh, shoes in and let's fly on a draw on to the next thing we will talk about <laughs> see what I did there because trial starts in Norway what uh, for Putin's ally son who flew a drone yes this is a little hard to to understand so there's this son well, of a Russian... Yeah, sorry? We covered this in the past, is the best place to start. Yes. Because we covered the drone sightings, and then the Russians who were arrested uh, in Norway because of the drones that were sighted, right? That's the best, best place right. to start. Okay, go ahead. So, a son of a Russian businessman close to Vladimir Putin denies any wrongdoing Tuesday... At the start of the trial in the northern Norway, where he's uh, accused of violations at the law that bars Russian from flying drones. A person who has both Russian and British passport, and this is uh, where this is getting interesting, uh, was arrested in Hammerfest in Nordic Norway on October 17th after he has sailed around uh, the Arctic uh, Archlargo of Svalbard 
and along the coast of Norway. Uh, yeah, so the I I saw an interview with his lawyer. Okay. And his lawyer made a very. <laughs> there's over a thousand people with both Norwegian and and Russian uh, passports. Uh, can they fly a drone? Of course they can, because they have Norwegian citizenship. So, one of the things that they are going to use, and the reason why I think he's probably going to not be arrested, is because he has both a Russian and a British passport. Right, okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it says here the police seized drones and electronic devices when raiding his sailboat. Uh... Mm. He's the son of a Russian businessman. Last week, he was sentenced to 90 days in prison for flying a drone. The man, who was not identified, was suspected of espionage. He admitted to flying the drone. Uh, Numerous drone sightings have been reported near oil and gas platforms beginning... uh, Belonging to NATO. Uh, Under Norwegian law, it is prohibited for aircrafts operated by Russian companies or citizens to take off land or fly over Norwegian territory. Uh, right. While Norway is not a member of the EU, they have decided to ban this uh, this exact thing starting with the invasion of Ukraine, right? So this yeah, law so only la- started after after that. Right. So last week, a 34-year-old Russian was sentenced to 90 days in prison for flying this drone. Uh, a drone, so that is also... Uh, uh, a thing to uh, think of when we think of this. But I think the the strongest case they have is like uh, since he both has a Russian and British passport. Uh, yeah, but he's still Russian. And it says here that the law says anyone who's Russian or any, what does it say? Under Norwegian law, it is prohibited for to be operated by Russian companies or citizens. So he's technically still yes. a Russian citizen. So well, he's well, he's he's both. all yeah, yes, yeah. but he's also still a Russian citizen. So under right. that law, uh, just reading it, you know, obviously it can be interpreted, but under what I'm seeing, he he still is liable for that. Um, mm. Yeah, my question is, yeah, well, how see. awesome is Hammerfest, and what kind of hammers <laughs> can you buy at Hammerfest? <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome hammers, Luke. The it, obviously Thor's hammer would be there because Norway. Yes, right. Uh, it's like me living in Little Hammer. <laughs> I do. It's called Little Hammer. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, you guys go there to Hammerfest and mm-hmm. party at Hammerfest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco will allow... Sorry, I can't... I can't talk. Uh, San Francisco will allow... That's better. Uh, police to deploy robots that kill. Yay! (laughs) Yay! I heard that's how Uh, they're... How they're gonna patrol Hammerfest, also. Um, (laughs) Supervisors in San Francisco voted on Tuesday to give the police the ability to use potentially lethal robot-controlled robots... In emergency situations, uh, the vote was 8-3, to three, with the majority agreeing to grant the police the option, despite strong objections from civil liberty groups. Opponents said the authority would lead 
to further militarization of the police force? Oh, really? You don't think? <laughs> Have you ever seen RoboCop? Uh, <laughs> it, it would also add to aggressive policing uh, against poor and minority communities. The San Francisco. What, is it, what, what we usually say when they say something obvious? No shit, Charlotte. Right. The police, uh, San Francisco Police Department said it does not have pre-armed robots and has no plan to arm robots with guns, but the department could deploy robots e equipped with explosives to contact, incapacitate, or disorient violent, armed, or dangerous suspects. They're like, we're not going to shoot anybody with guns, we're just going to blow them up with, like, C4. <laughs> because that's, that's, that's better, much right? more better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 no. If I really want to die, I don't want to be shot. I really want to be sprung out by C4. I think the worst part of this to me is getting uh, rid of kind of the human aspect of policing. Where, like, uh, think of, like, you know, the, the war in Syria or the war in Iraq or, or the war currently in Ukraine. If you're, like a drone operator working in, I don't know, North Carolina in the United States. And you're like going to go home in two hours to your family and have dinner. But right now you're like, Oh, I just got to hit this button and murder like a hundred people. It's not the same as if you were in Syria with a machine gun shooting a hundred people. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Where the same thing with us police. If you have robots that can murder people, who can shoot people, who can blow people up, it gets rid of that human aspect of, like, I have to murder, I have to kill somebody right now. <laughs> right, right, if right. If you're doing it through a TV screen, if that makes sense. And it... it yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it dehumanizes, uh, specifically, probably, people of color and homeless people, you know what I'm saying? So, mm. uh, I think that's what a lot of people are having the biggest problem with, obviously, um... And then any of the... the and also it being a shit terrible ID. How about that? I, it's also like the sl slippery slope thing where it's like... It right. started with like robots meant to defuse bombs and now we're slowly going into like arm robots. And like I said, the next thing, next step, logical step for that is something like mm -hmm. uh, a Robocop. And if anybody's seen that movie, it doesn't turn out well. So, Hey... Uh, look, do you remember this song? You got to fight to your right to party. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yes. Well, you got to fight for your right to not party, actually. Especially when you're at work. Because a man won a legal right to not be fun at work. <laughs> a French court ruled... Of that, course, it's the French court. <laughs> it ruled that companies cannot fire their workers for failing to be sufficiently, quote-unquote, fun. The ruling comes after a man, referred only to as Mr. T, was fired from a Paris consulting firm in 2015 for refusing to participate in after-work drinks and team building. According to mm -hmm. the court documents, he joined the firm in 2011 and was promoted but was fired a year later in 2015 for professional incompetence, specifically his refer refusal to adhere to the company's quote-unquote fun values. According to the court, uh, the company's fun values, uh, in quotes, 
included regular obligatory social events that culminated in excessive alcoholism encouraged by colleagues who made very large quantities of alcohol available, as well as practices pushed by colleagues including promiscuity, bullying, bullying, and incitement into various excesses on, you know, obviously outside of work. Uh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to have fun. I don't want to have fun. It is my right as a French man not to have fun. Come on. Uh, I guess Mr. T, Mr. T demanded almost half a million in damages. Uh, it was That Holy was previously Lord. rejected by the Paris court. Um, but yeah, he's won this fight, I guess. Uh, the court ruled yeah. that Mr. T was exercising his freedom of expression by refusing to participate. So, mm -hmm. I, I honestly, I think that's pretty okay. Like, if you shouldn't be forced. Oh yeah, definitely. No, no. I am. I'm, I'm kind of joking. Uh, I I just don't think you well, should be forced into doing anything outside of like work. Just like if you have a job and th these are the hours that they require you to be there, and you work from here to then, like uh, that's you shouldn't be forced or fired for doing something else outside or not not doing something else outside of that. You know what I mean? Like. I always have a problem with people who get fired over, like, something they posted on, f on like, Twitter. They posted something on Twitter, and then they get fired from the job that, like, doesn't really have anything to do with Twitter. Like, their job might be being a construction worker, and they post something offensive on Twitter, and then their job fires them. It feels like mm. that shouldn't be any any business of the that company. Uh, and I think this is kind of the same way, where it's like... You should. You can't force somebody to want to like drink and have fun. If somebody wants to go home and be miserable, like that's their, that's their own life to decide what they want to do with it. Yeah, uh, it just makes me giggle that it's a French thing because uh, it it sounds very French. <laughs> uh, yeah. According to this, uh, they also force him to share a bed with a colleague at an yeah. at a uh, at a work event which that right there is like okay this seems that's uh that that's a, a step above and beyond like just having fun like if you're forced to like yeah share uh accommodations with somebody that maybe you don't even like like yeah that's i that's verging on like sexual harassment but not really obviously you don't think it's that's well i mean if you were like i guess if you're actually physically forced right right F but i, I don't I, I guess what's what's their definition of force to do this i guess right i don't think they probably mm. tied him up and gagged him and stuck him in the bed i guess yeah that's true okay uh do you like to eat humans I, d I don't think so. I've never... What do you mean? You never tried it? No. Uh, I haven't. Oh. I woke up in a tent one night and I was like, He was licking me! <laughs> but... that Oh, wait, no, that was a movie. That, that didn't happen. <laughs> That's such a 
cool movie. Or I don't even remember well. what movie. I remember the movie. I don't remember uh, what the title was even. But yeah, that's that's a funny movie reference. Yeah, he was licking me. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. Trun is going to tell the truth about poor. Well, eat the rich. Hello, this is stronger Krontos the truth. A little Christmas message for you. Let the voices of the poor be higher than the whining from the rich. Yes, the debate about <clears throat> job creators has suddenly come to Norway. People are making billions of billions of kroners with good tax benefits and everything they want don't want to get more taxes. So what did he do? He kept the people in the by the coastline in the north as hostage. We will go away and take with all us money if we have to pay taxes. You shouldn't believe that these are people who have struggled to survive, like they have no money left, or they have, a, they, have they depend on even higher prices to make more money, and if they pay taxes, they will go bankrupt, but they won't. They will not at all go bankrupt. But the richest people want more. So they move into Switzerland. So the debate in Norway is now, listen to their whining. Why do you do that and why do you sympathy with them? Because people are afraid of the jobs. But they don't have to be. They can take the battle against those Swiss bastards, but they don't. The yelling from the poor is another question. A lot of people in Norway don't have enough money. I mean, people who go on different pages and so on on the internet and ask for help to buy food. Well, they get answers. Some people in this situation are so cynical that we can give you food if you give us sex. Yeah, that's how Norway is now. We don't care about that. We care about the rich people who is going to Switzerland with all the billions. And people say like, oh, why, the reason I want to tax them is a jealousy. I'm not jealous of rich people. I'm not jealous at all. Would I like more money? I'm not a hypocrite. I would like a better lifestyle and so on. But I work hard. I make my money. And I pay my fucking taxes. People who make more money in one hour or one day than I do in the whole month for a whole year doesn't support my, get my sympathy. What, you want a medal to, to, just for getting rich? Do you want uh, an award? You already have billions of billions of kroners. You made it in Norway. Big time. You made it big time because the authorities also make good tax benefits. Tax benefits that I don't have. If, because in my kind of work, you don't get those benefits. But the job creators did get them because we wanted them to create and succeed. So what we're asking now is fucking giving something back. This Christmas is going to be hard, but the billionaires are going to also find out what it is, because they're things are going to make harder for them. When people are poorer and poorer, you will not get them to buy anything. You will not get them to, to stimulate the economy. Prices of money things will go down because people are not going to work themselves to death for, for a lower wages. 
a time where you can have two or three jobs as a survive is over. You can run to Switzerland as much as you want, or Cayman Islands, or any rich fuck state. But one day it will come to the end, because you cannot hide and run forever. You cannot take all the money from the poor and run forever. Time will catch up with you. You may think that I sound like a hardcore communist now, but I don't. There have been many rebellions through history against greedy assholes. It's nothing to do with ideology. It's nothing to do with communism, fascism, or anything. It's just pure fucking anger. When you take away hope from every people, when they give you nothing to fight for, and all the things they have and in the end they discover then all their fighting is mm, is useless. They have to fight for scraps and it's gonna be that for generations. They get mad and they will come and take you. You can choose doing the right thing now. You're still gonna be millionaires, you're still gonna be billionaires, you can still not have to work one fucking day in your life. But think about this. Or well, I know what you're thinking, like, oh that's not gonna be me. Yeah. Ludwig XVI didn't thought it could be him either. Tsar Nicholas II didn't think it could be him either. A lot of leaders and kings and queens through history didn't think it could be them. But it was. I'm not going to say to people go and chop their head off. I don't have to say it. I'm just no Sardamus. I just tell what's going to happen. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Yum yum, thank you Tron. Thank you Tron. Yum yum, yum yum, eat eat, yum yum. Yeah. Hey look. Delicious Richie Rich. Yes, uh, I've seen uh, some movies and TV shows this week. I'm going to start with uh, Fleshman is in trouble. Because that is a thing that you saw last week. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I hadn't seen... Uh, so it centers about uh, uh, this guy uh, played by Jesse Aceberg uh, that has been uh, newly uh, separated from his wife and then he goes to date a dating app and uh, he starts out uh, with uh, meeting some Interesting people. That's definitely uh, saying something. Uh, but uh, then he, his ex-wife disappears, and uh, uh, he is left with the kids. And there's absolutely no uh, hint about like where where she is or if she has any plans to return. That is more more or less the storyline. Mm-hmm. It is very pretentious. <laughs> Someone said that last week, I think. Right. Uh, it, good acting, though. Um, I both like Claire Danes, and I also like uh, Jesse. Uh, it's just... I don't know if if it's for me. It's It's not boring, but it's just like... It's not a show that I I've, I really could bite my teeth in. It's just like it it felt very 
yeah, like I said, it felt very pretentious, and I've I feel like the story is like trying to be more than this, and uh, even though there's good acting, I just didn't find the manuscript or what they were saying that interesting. So I will give the four out of ten. Yeah, like I said last week, you kind of just have to be somebody who lives in New York to like right to have any semblance of connection to any of the characters in the show. If you don't live in like I guess what is another city that's like there is really no other city like New York. So you really would have to be specifically a New Yorker to like this show, I think. That's my thought. Mm. Yeah. Uh let's talk about Southern Hospitality. Do you see this? No. This was on Peacock. Uh, okay. I found it because obviously there's other shows that we seem like Peacock had a big week this week. Um, yes, this was a reality show. Uh, I think it also was on Bravo, but I think Bravo obviously okay. Peacock uh, owns so or NBC owns, I should say. Uh, it's just about mm-hmm. a bar, but it's actually about multiple bars, uh, and it's just about like the crew who runs this one bar. Uh, but it's also about the, the owner of that bar owns like four bars that are all on the same strip of like restaurants, bars, and things like that. And so these bars all kind of like work together to like send customers Mm -hmm. back and forth where like one's, one's like more of a restaurant where they, and then they'll send the people when they're done eating at the restaurant over to like the club type bar. Does that make sense? Like this lady who owns mm. it has like a very unique business strategy where she has a strip like she has multiple businesses on the same strip where she gets people to like spend the whole night like of partying all in her businesses and they're all diff- kind of different if that makes sense. Uh so she can mm-hmm. move customers around but still be making money f- out of them. Uh so yeah, but it's mostly just about like the cast or the crew uh, of these bars, and, like, you know, they get in relationships. Some of them like each other. Some of them don't like each other. One guy is jealous of the other guy because he does more business than him. I don't. Some of the people, I don't even know what their jobs are. Like, there's this one guy, and I think his job at the place is just to be good-looking. I don't think he has mm. any other... Like, he doesn't... He's not a bartender. He's not, like, mm. a bottle girl or bottle guy, whatever that is. He's not, a like, the... Uh, concierge, you know, he doesn't he doesn't work the front uh, where he like brings people in or anything. I honestly don't know what his job is, <laughs> other than just being a good looking guy. So it's a really weird reality show in in the sense that like some of them I don't even know what they do. Um, but yeah, it's about partying. A little bit kind of like a a Jersey Shore feel to it. I'd give it a, eh, I'll give it a four point five. Talking about Peacock, uh, they have had a busy week because they also gave out a documentary called Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies. Uh, Fitting uh, uh, title, if you ask me. Uh, Three episodes. I saw all three. Uh, It's the first time since... She was acquittal like 11 years ago. She's sitting down and like talking her side of the story. Uh, a side that I have to remind everybody that she has changed more 
sides of her story, then I have changed uh, socks okay. the last 10 years. Uh, she seems extremely uncredible in her storytelling. All right. Uh, and I, I, f- I, I really struggled through, through it. It is super interesting if you like true crime to watch it. Uh, I do recommend it. I think it it does a fairly good work, not just telling her side of the story. They have an interview with like everybody that wanted to be in this documentary is in this documentary to say it that way. Uh, so it's from from all sides of the story. So I like that. So it's kind of like okay, this is the prosecution story. Now it's Casey's story. Then back to the pro- prosecution again. And like, uh, it it's very cleverly built up and things like that. Uh, I will give the documentary itself a six point five. Okay, I never really followed that whole situation. Uh, I remember when it happened, but I, it was just not one of those news stories that I followed really. I mean, I kind of know what happened with she it. She looks but... exactly the same as she did 11 years ago, though. It's almost a little spooky. Huh, okay. Yeah. Since we're talking Peacock, more Peacock. Pitch Perfect Bumper in Berlin. The mm-hmm. Pitch Perfect TV show. I never watched the movies <laughs> that I remember. Oh, uh, come on. You love them. You and Dan watched them hand in hand. But was this guy in, like, the first one or the second one, or do you remember what he was in? Like, I think he maybe was in all three of them. Because they reference him as, like, her boyfriend. Like, and right. at one point in the first episode, they reference, oh, he, or uh, she broke up with him, and now he's on the right. down, down spiral. He used to be... Uh, that was definitely the last one. He used to be able to, uh, he used to be, what, when he was younger... Uh, a big acapella in a big acapella group, and now he's what a janitor. He at this uh, theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got dreams of, you know, making it big, and then he gets a call by a German uh, record producer, quote unquote, played by Flula. Uh, yeah, which is were you happy good. to say Flula? Uh, yeah, he's always good. I I always mm-hmm. like Flula. I think he's underrated most of the time. Uh. He kind of gets pigeonholed into like, oh, he's the German guy sometimes, and I think that's what happened here. Yes. But, uh, also, his assistant is played by Sarah Highland, who people would know mm-hmm. if you saw her from what uh, or I was going to say, Arrested Div- Modern Family. She's yes. from Modern Family. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. I was expecting there to be way more stuff I was going to have to fast forward through as far as like <laughs> singing. The singing, yeah. and there wasn't. I mean, Especially right at the very beginning, when the very opening thing is a a, a dance bit. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah. no, I'm in for it here, buddy." <laughs> yeah. I was also thinking that when I, I when I watched it, I was like, "Oh no, Luke is going to watch this." But after that, there was only in the first episode there was only one dance number. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the second episode, I want to say there was maybe two or three, like not, and they mm-hmm. weren't really like long, uh, and so it didn't. It wasn't terrible as far as that goes, uh, and the comedy was all right. You know, it's very cheesy, you know? 
I love the cheese, though. It's so funny. There's a lot of... And I... Go ahead. Yeah, and I love Jamela Jamali as Giselle. Mm. Uh, she she was really, really good as her. She's like the... <laughs> She's the uh, rival acapella person in Germany yeah. to, that's going against him. I, I like the fourth wall breaking occasionally where he's like, yeah, <laughs> he's uh, just gets the call about going to Germany and he's talking to the camera and you can hear Flula mm -hmm. in the background like, uh, sh are you talking to me? Uh, I'm still <laughs> yeah. on the line here. Oh, oh, you're doing a monologue. Okay, I'll wait. <laughs> it's like that part was, yeah. you know, the the. And then the part in the dumpster where they, yeah, there, there's, you know, it doesn't take itself seriously in any way whatsoever. I'll, no. I'd give it a, I don't know, a 6, I guess. Oh, I gave this a 7.5. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing, it's not going to win any Emmys, but it, it's fun. No, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, popcorn fun, I would call it. Sure. Uh, okay. People are either going to be very relieved that I am saying this, or very angry that I say this, but I liked Willow. Um, it is the TV show based on the movie from 80-something. Uh, 86, 84, somewhere. The 80s, um, yeah. Yes. Uh, and this is years after the ending of uh, Willow. I like that, uh, and it's all new characters based also like with old characters that you remember from the movie. I was gonna say I saw the preview the last night for the first time on TV, and yeah. it has the original uh, Willow, right? Or at least yeah. in the preview, it did. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it reminds me of it's a good Lord of the Rings remake. <laughs> okay. It, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's uh, 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 if Amazon had their uh, uh, their like Lord of the Rings. It's very pretty as Lord of the Rings, and more interesting. I really just dig this. Really, the the two first episodes uh, sold me. Uh, as much as I, 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 I didn't think I would like this. To be, to be a hundred and ten percent honest with you, I went in with uh, the notion of, oh, I'm going to watch this shit show that I'm going to hate, like everything else on Disney Plus that I don't like. But uh, you know, I uh, was very, very surprised by my emotional connection to this. Uh, very good uh, story, uh, very good uh, uh, nostalgic feeling, and uh, the visual effects are, are just fucking amazing. Uh, I'm going to be super surprised by saying this, but I gave this a 8.5. I really, really, really dig this. It was my kind of fantasy, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see more. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll ever get to see this, but maybe if it ends up somewhere. Uh, what else did I see? I guess I saw Leopard Skin, which was also on Peacock. Because um, mm -hmm. you said somebody recommended it to you, right? So I got, I got third-hand yes. recommended this show. Um, mm -hmm. It was all right. Except I also watched it, by the way. 
it kind of it kind of has a very abrupt opening where it just like it, it all of a sudden you're thrown into this situation where you have a yeah. you have a what you think is like a housekeeper and a woman who's living in this house but it seems more like maybe they're uh mother and daughter after a minute uh but they're out in the middle of nowhere and this ambulance crew shows up and they just pull guns on them and they're like we need a place to hide out so obviously these aren't mm-hmm. you realize okay these aren't actually paramedics in this ambulance they're just dressed that way they're clearly are on the run from somebody um and you you get this uh idea over the course of a few episodes that uh something is going on here uh they're hiding from somebody for some reason uh right i don't mm. want to really ruin anything but i mean it's all right it's a very good kind of um, heist slash mystery show right mm-hmm. what did mm. you think yeah no i i liked it uh it it's nothing huge to to write home about like uh i i liked it it just just wasn't like it wasn't floored uh, about how amazing it was. It felt like a it few other good... shows. Sorry? It felt like a few other shows that we've seen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it definitely was more than than okay to watch. Uh, what did you give this? I don't know. I gave it a four, I guess. Yeah, I gave it a five. I mean, the it's camera work is nothing amazing. The acting is fine, uh, but some of the action scenes are a little, like... Or, I guess, car chase scenes, I'll call them, are uh, un- a little unbelievable for something where everything else is supposed to be kind of rooted in reality. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I give, yeah, I think a four is pretty, uh, pretty good. Okay. Uh, I saw a thing called Irreverent. That's a, a mouthful. Okay. Uh, it is about this Chicago m- mobster uh, that uh, has to flee, and uh, he uh, gets on a plane uh, to Australia. Uh, this is on Peacock, uh, by the way, um, if I didn't say that. Uh, uh, and he meets uh, this uh, priest on this uh, flight. Uh, okay. And at the end of the the uh, well, in the middle of the uh, the first episode, we see them drinking together, and the priest steals all the uh, mobster's money, and uh, the mobster like has to go uh, through all his stuff and like. Uh, Finds out like where he's uh, going to perish and things like that in in Australia, and goes there and pretends to be the uh, the priest. So it's a story of this Chicago mobster that's like uh, uh, goes to this town where he's very taken uh, to uh, by people. And people like him and things like that. It's a, it was a very very strange show, but it was it was good. Uh, it's just like yeah, it, it felt a little cotty cooker. Uh, I I'm not sure I, I I super liked it. 
but I I I I would give it a six point five, okay. maybe six. Yeah. Um, is this American? It sounds like it's yeah. It is American. Okay. Yeah, Peacock. You, yeah, you yeah. said it was on Peacock, but you know, could be gotten picked up oh, from yeah, another country or something. But I think it's American and Australian because a lot of like things go on in Australia. Well, m- the main plot is in 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 Australia. According to a- AV Club, it says Peacock's irreverent is Tulsa King light. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? I can see that. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, the last thing I saw was Wednesday on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Adam's Family spin-off, I guess we'll call it. Uh, it's kind of reboot. Adam's Family mixed with uh, the like a CW show, kind of like a uh, Riverdale or maybe a uh, Nancy Drew, but Adam's Family, mm-hmm. right? That's the best way yeah. to kind of describe the stylistic choices they made with this. She has, like, superpowers. I guess maybe in the cartoon Adam's Family they made ha- might have had superpowers. I don't remember the TV show or the I movie. I don't remember that she had superpowers before. Uh, yeah, they had an Adam's Family cartoon when I was a kid on Saturday morning cartoons. Maybe in that mm-hmm. she had superpowers, but other than that, uh, other... Like, other Adams Family things, I, I don't remember her having this specific superpower specifically. But she's going to a high school with people who all also have... Mm, it's not superpowers, but, you know, uh, they're different in, in ways where, like, some of them are mermaids, some of them are werewolves, some of them... The one kid is, uh... What is it? Where you, The snake's on your head, uh... Where you turn mm-hmm. somebody to stone. What is the name of that? I, I can't even... Medusa. Right. Uh, he's a male Medusa, though, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and she gets sent there because she puts piranhas in the, her high school pool to try to kill the uh, polo team because they're um, bullying her little brother. Yeah, the the it's more of also a murder mystery because at the very first episode, uh, somebody tries to kill her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you ahead. and me saw the first episodes together. Uh, the first fun. two, yeah, yeah, first two episodes together was very very fun. Uh, I have to be a hundred and ten percent honest. I I finished it that night. <laughs> oh okay. I it took me a yeah. couple days. Um, but it, I really you know it's this. it's yeah. good. But like like I said, it's on a CW level of like mm, camera work and acting and things like that. The jokes are very funny, though. Um, yeah, it's extremely funny. Which, so I was talking to somebody, and they were kind of like, oh, this, uh, why were they making so many jokes, this and that? And I was like, have you seen Adam's Family? Like, Right. The whole thing is a comedy. <laughs> like, it's never, yeah, the yeah, movies yeah. are comedies, the TV show was a comedy, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is trying to be more serious than any of those, but it also is still mm. a comedy. It has a lot of funny, you know, it's, uh... Kind of dark humor, but not. It's dark humor light, I guess. Um, there are some bloody parts in this, I guess. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it could be considered, like, horror, I guess, in that way. Uh, but the acting mm-hmm. is, yeah, like I said, kind of on CW level. 
the storyline is stolen straight from a Nancy Drew video game, literally. Uh, <laughs> there's a Nancy Drew video game that has a lot of the, the same characters and same plot uh, devices, same setting, and things like that. So, overall, I really enjoyed it. It was fun, but it not... Yeah. It wasn't... I mean... It had its downfalls, I guess I'll say. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a five, five point five actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six point five. Okay. I thought, yeah. It's there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like it it's fine. I I'm not like, yeah. I guess maybe it was I was a little more I went into it pretty hyped up, so that gives it like oh, yeah. it was harder for it to like, go above that. Yeah. Well, uh, the last thing that I saw this week was Sex, Blood, and Royalty on Netflix. Three episodes of uh, my life I will never get <laughs> back. Uh, so it's it's this British royal drama mixed with documentary. And I don't really understand what they're trying to do here. Because it's this, it, it is the story of Anne Boleyn, like from from when she like gets uh, into the castle until she dies. A spoiler alert for a sixteen hundred stories, by the way. <laughs> okay. uh, but but uh, but uh, but it's like they mix they mix it with like drama and documentary together, and it does not fucking fit. This is. Probably going to be on my list of the worst shows of of the year. Look, it was that fucking bad. Uh, so in a way, I I do I do think that you should watch this because it, it probably will end up on your your list as well. Because I'm giving this a fucking one. I I thought that it was atrociously bad, like atrociously bad. It just seemed like something I wouldn't like, so I didn't watch it. But I guess if it's that bad, maybe I'll check it out. Uh, next week, or if I get around to it, you know. Yeah, Netflix. Woohoo. But uh, talking about Netflix, uh, let's talk about episode 5 of Cabinet of Curiosity. Uh, Pikmin's Model is the name of this episode. Art student oh, yeah. Will meets introverted Richard, whose terrifying work works of art begin to have dis- deeply disturbing effects on Will's sense of reality. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was set in a kind of a whole different time period than most of these, except for the mm. rat, the rat one, which was like way before this, right? The rat one was like, the, uh, this was set more in like the early nineteen hundreds, where the rat one was yeah, like what the mid eighteen oh sixteen hundreds. You think? I don't remember. I that. think so. It was yeah. definitely bo- like. Before they had doctors and stuff to check pulses. Right. Uh, in that one, yeah. Um, obviously. Uh, but it, it was a different time period than definitely going from the last one, which was set in like the 80s, 90s or something, which we couldn't figure mm-hmm. out, to this one. It felt, you know, different uh, and kind of interesting in that way. But I don't know. There were certain parts of this that were very boring and slow. and. Uh, I I think this was the most boring episode for a very 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 long time, and then it all of a sudden was like oh okay now we're going to press press the middle. <laughs> you think it was max. too long a little bit? I think maybe that was the problem. Yes. The, yeah. This was one uh, of the longer episodes. Long. It was over an yeah. hour, 
and m- yes. some of them are like 45 minutes, which those ones feel a little more concise. And I think there were certain parts of this with like the him talking to his wife about things that just weren't mm. necessary in a show like in like a uh, a show like this where you're not going to have a next episode to um expand on that idea of him and his wife like yeah no it felt uh, um a lot of fluff in the middle uh, that's exactly that's yeah. Kind of, yeah how I, I would say but when it gets going Luke holy moly it's got scary and good yeah, I don't really understand the moral of this one. No. I'm, no I understood the last, the moral of the last one more, and it, like, made no sense. And it's, so right. this one, I don't even think really had one. It was just trying to be scary for the sake of being scary more than anything, yeah. right? Yeah, and I don't mind that either. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was going to be the worst one, but it, it, it was second to last still. I think uh, this is the uh, ending of this than... one made it better than the last one because the last one the ending oh, yeah. was so bad. Where the ending of this one, at least, it was interesting how really it wrapped good. up. Really good, yeah. And uh, the monster in this school was really good. Yeah, it, definitely. It just the way like there's certain things in this episode that never get explained, like the way yeah. the paintings interact with him and start moving and right. things like that, and why other people don't see it and then sometimes they do like with his wife like right it just didn't explain enough of like what happened at the end it explained like one of the facets of the paintings not all the other like what about the witch you know what i mean yeah right yeah 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 but yeah no uh what would you give this episode this one i'm gonna give a 5.5 because last week i gave the other one a 4.5 uh, and I think that one was yeah. worse. And I would give this a six. Okay. So we're right, right around the Christmas tree. Uh, okay, let's talk about something that w- isn't that fun because Squid Game star and Golden Globe winner is indicted for sexual misconduct. This is sad. Uh, prosecutors in. Suwon, South Korea, revealed on Friday they had charged Oh Young Soo. Uh, the seventy-year-old is alleged to have inappropriately touched a, touched a woman in the mid two thousand seventeen. Uh, the alleged victim filed a complaint against him in December of two thousand twenty-one. Uh, authority cl- closed the case in April, but reopened it again at the victim's request. So. It's you know he there, it says Variety contacted Netflix for comment, but they nobody they haven't heard back from anybody. In a statement, O shared with an Korean broadcaster, the actor said, "I just held her hand to guide her, the way around the lake. I apologize because, uh, the person said she wouldn't make a fuss about it, but it doesn't mean that that I admit to the charges. So there you go." Mm. Uh, talking about a good show that is maybe a little unreaded, uh, Tulsa King uh, is renewed for season two after driving record uh, signings to Paramount Plus. I'm not surprised. No, me neither. It's got a lot of good actors. It's funny, uh, but it's also like we said, it's got kind of a Breaking Bad feel. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not surprised that a lot of people liked it, and I'm not surprised a lot of people watched it either, just because it's got Stallone in it. You know, that's gonna bring people yeah. in. So, uh, Todd Chrisley's former daughter-in-law is now saying that she was pressured by her family to lie under oath. This is obviously coming after they, <clears throat> the two parents, uh, have been uh, charged. Uh, Oh, they've been found guilty, I should say, uh, mm. of tax charges, tax fraud, right? Um, yeah, tax fraud. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is going to do anything as far as, like, making... Are they going to get more charges for this, or what do you think is going to happen to her? Or is this just kind of, like, more dirt that's coming out after the fact? I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, the woman who goes by Lexi also, was also pressured to get involved in a legal situation, this, oh, the legal situation in 2019. At the time, Todd mm. Chrisley took action against the Department of Revenue Chief Law Enforcement Officer Josh Waits, Waits who instrumental to obtaining documents and other materials. Uh, pertained to the Chrisley's financial records, was working outside of the law to pursue his case. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm. I didn't know that fact of the details. Uh, he was... It, are they saying he was, like, doing it on, like, his free time? Just investigating the Chrisleys? That's strange. Right. It, hmm. it, it seems like that. That's like something out of a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you know what uh, Audible has started with? What? Uh, Audible Rewards. Uh, it's a nifty thing. So if you use three credits, okay, you get get uh, a ten dollar gift certificate you can use on your next book. Uh, that's a kind of nifty way to like, yeah. Get people to use more credits. Yeah, and if you want, for example, your your first credit free, do you know what you should do? What? You should go to audibletrial.com slash adz. That's audibletrial.com slash adz. Yeah, get your first credit for free, and you can use it on thousands and thousands and thousands of things, like Sandman, for example. You can use it on. Or as uh, I totally did not take uh, in consideration, they had a Black Friday deal that was amazing. That, okay. Uh, I bought uh, Good Omens. Uh, uh, I bought uh, a League of Legends novel that I really wanted. Uh, the Treadlight trilogy I bought. Yeah, everything like that you can get on audible.com. Uh, and uh, you should go to audibletrial.com slash A-D-Z. Let's talk about movies. Bambi is getting a sinister remake into a vicious killing machine uh, in a new slasher movie. Mm -hmm. Bambi is about to get more tragic. Scott Jeffrey, the director of fine horror films such as The Curse of Humpty Dumpty and Bad Nun, revealed in an inter interview he's going to direct... Uh, a nearly 100-year-old novel, Bambi. The film will be an incredibly dark retelling of the 1928 story we all know and love. 
Bambi will ev- be a vicious killing machine that lurks in the wilderness. Uh, pre- <laughs> prepare for Bambi on rabies. Oh, okay. That's I'm interesting. I'm looking forward to this already, yeah. I mean, it's going to be bad, but in a funny way, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not. Take- I don't think it's taking itself seriously or anything. I- this is kind of in the vein of uh, the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Winnie Pooh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or Pinocchio, the horror movie. What was that? Whatever that one was called. Uh, that was called actually Pinocchio, and it was a horrific remake. It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember the opening scene where like he gets stabbed with the nose or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Will Smith responds to people who reject uh, his comeback so soon. Um, coming back in the yeah, movie I'm, Emancipation. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those that's like, eh. Keep away for a little longer, please, mister. Emancipation uh, is coming out. He's in that, and he's on the press tour for it, uh, which, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, you know, there's lots of other people that could go on the press tour other than him, I guess, right? Is that what you're yeah. thinking? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he says, I completely understand if somebody is not ready, I would absolutely respect and allow them their space to not be ready. Smith told a journalist, my deepest concern is my team. Uh, the people on on this team have done some of the best work in their entire careers, and my deepest hope is that my actions don't penalize my team. Okay, so. His team? Yeah. Because yeah. it was his team, yeah. I mean, he's just saying, like, you know, the people yeah, who I, he gives... I understand. He gives jobs, obviously. Uh, <laughs> which I can understand... Like, when you're at that level, like, a lot of people depend on you, and that's kind of what he's saying. Like, he probably screwed up a lot of people's lives, not just his own, when he slapped, when he slapped somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, he, obviously this Emancipation movie, they're trying to push it as something for the Oscars. It's kind of been mm-hmm. being pushed that way for a while now. Uh, yeah. I keep seeing articles being like, uh, this movie is so much bigger than Will Smith, and I, I think that's true. The movie is one of those things where it can be much bigger than one actor or one director. I think I even said that a few weeks ago. So, yeah, it's just that uh, he shouldn't take center stage. That's the main problem, I think. Right. I just think it's hard when he's probably like the main character. So I understand that. Right. But uh, he, he, yeah, no, it's a it's a hard 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 call to make. Well, mo- movie round, and I know that we have seen a lot of the same movies because we have talked about this. Okay. So let let's start with Bullet Train that I saw uh, today, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go into that. It's got what Brad Pitt. It's got Joey King. It's got a bunch of really good actors. It has a bunch of people in it. Michael Sheenan and Sandra Bullock is in it mm-hmm. for two seconds. <laughs> but, you know, it feels um, it feels like John Wick on crack a little. Um, but it's really good. Uh, it's about this uh, assassin called Ladybug. Uh, that uh, decides that uh, he has a very, like, peaceful uh, (laughs) 
a job just collecting a briefcase and uh, he's going out of this train uh, but uh, uh, yeah fate has other plans for him because uh, uh, he gets a lot of adversaries that is all connected to this uh, running train that's more or less I don't really want to I don't really want to talk a lot about the plot because it's very intriguing and very very fun and I I really really had a blast with this movie yeah it's fine I mean it's not like uh it's a popcorn movie you know what I mean it's not anything oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like Oscar bait or anything like that it's not like a uh wildly um cinematic looking film it's very popcorn movie it's very flashy mm -hmm. colorful fast action scenes fast train uh shoot 'em up uh kind of movie and like you said there there's brad pitt who plays the main character and then there's all these other um assassin slash bad guy everybody's really a bad guy in this movie right there's not really any a, a good guy i mean you could say brad pitt is the good guy but is he a good guy you know what I'm saying? No. no. no so, no, like, no. everybody's kind of a bad guy in this movie, and so you're not really rooting for anybody specific. You are you could be... Some people could be rooting for one person, uh, and that's kind of what I like about it, is, is it does kind of um, give you a whole bunch of different people to root for. Like, at one point, you'll be rooting for him, and then at the next minute, you, you'll be... Uh, you, you'll be like, I, I hate this guy. Specifically with, like, the... Um, the cartel guy at the beginning, you're like, oh, this right. guy's a crazy person and he's a psycho. And then towards the middle, you're like, oh, I feel kind of bad for him now. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah the character development's good. It feels uh, a little like uh, it feels a little uh, I don't know snatch or something like that. Like some of the, like the introductions mm -hmm. to the characters and and things. Yeah, it reminds me of a lot of movies. It, it it's just like you know, like I said, it's a little um, John Wick. Uh, it's a uh, it could have been directed by Quentin Tarantino. It feels a little like that kind of like when when I say that uh, that's uh, it reminded me of Casino Royale uh, a little. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of in influences in this movie. I really like. I said I liked it. A very much popcorn movie. Uh, what would you give this? I mean, it's a very me movie, so I think I'm a little biased, but I'd probably give it a 7.5. Yeah, I I have a, a, a 7.5 as well, so okay. we're exactly the same. And I saw Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Um, Yeehaw! It's available on Roku. Uh, channel for free if anybody wants to see it, at least in America. Um, it's good. If you're expecting to go into this and actually find out about Weird Al's life, you're going to be very <laughs> sorely disappointed because this is just a very <laughs> silly... It's almost more a um, parody of yes. rock star movies where like some yes. rock stars will be like, oh, this I had such a hard upbringing, but then I... like. What was the Queen movie called? Uh, was it just called Queen? Whatever that I don't was, remember or right any now. of those yeah. l those movies where it's like, like Glitter, 
You know, that's it's got mm-hmm. the same like plot line. Every one of those movies is like I grew, had a hard time growing up, but then I found my my voice in music, whatever you know, mm-hmm. whatever genre of music it is, and then. But this one is kind of just a parody of all those movies, um, using Weird Al, and it's you know it's very funny, it's very uh, very well acted. It's the plot line is kind of incredibly nonsensical, but on purpose. Where like mm-hmm. uh, the part where he's like they're talking about the song "Beat It," which is Weird mm-hmm. Al, one of Weird Al's more famous songs, I would say, and they're mm-hmm. like explaining how Michael Jackson. Uh, parodied weird, yeah. parodied the the song "Beat It," not the other way around, <laughs> and things like that. Where it's you know, just making fun of the history of the whole thing, uh, and right. also making fun of the genre of parody by parodying other genres mm-hmm. of movies. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of deep in that way. So I, I don't know. The whole thing was fun. Uh, everybody, I think the acting in this, everybody did well. So I give this a. Eight point five, actually. Nice. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm I'm happy you liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Another another thing I also know that you saw because <laughs> you told me was Pearl. Uh, that was the last thing I saw, actually. Yeah. A Thai West uh, movie with. Uh, uh, Mia Goth in the lead. This is the sequel prequel. to X. Prequel, sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is the prequel to X. Uh, I loved X. I think I like this a little better, actually. I'm a little up in the air if I think this was better than X or not. I think I X really was think- obviously done for a very at a very low budget and I think this was slightly higher budget so I think the production mm. value was slightly higher on this than X so I even just on that bare level I think it was slightly I think that would maybe a reason why you think it's better you know what I'm saying yeah yeah uh, yeah it's about like her being trapped in her uh, family's isolated farm uh, and her terrible father and her Shit, mother. <laughs> kind of the and, whole town uh, is terrible people, yeah. Yeah. And her, like, lusting after this glamorous uh, life that she's been seen in, in, in other movies. Uh, and I also like that it has, is a movie about movies. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, really liked it. And I will give it a nine, actually. I think more about a movie about fame than movie about movies. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the quest for fame and how that can be like a huge downfall very quickly. If that's like your sole focus in life, that was kind of like the moral of the story of this, which mm-hmm. like it also moves well. If you, if anybody's seen X, X is about uh, a people who are making a porn movie. And so this mm-hmm. guy kind of backpacks on that really well. The idea of like her, trying to f- become like this you know, superstar and ending up, we know where she's going to end up at the end of it because right. we've seen the second movie, obviously. So yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I like the way it all connects together. And then the crocodile or alligator, whatever that also mm-hmm. connects all together. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd give it a, this I'll give it a seven. I mean, it's, it's still like kind of a cheesy horror movie. You know what I mean? 
Well, not as the cheesiest last one I also saw. Okay. Bar Barbarian. Barbarian, okay. Yeah. Uh, with Bill Skarsgård and Jorna uh, Campbell. Interesting. So, this is a story about a young woman that uh, goes to her B&B our, uh, our in the middle of the night because she's uh, going to... Uh, she's uh, going to a job interview, and uh, even though she thinks it's a bad idea, she decides to stay the night anyway. And well, she finds out that uh, maybe there's more to be afraid of than just this guy that has been double booked in her or Air Airbnb. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, 8.5. Really liked it. Digged it. Oh. Think you'll like it, Luke. But, it's, oh, yeah. but you said it was cheesy, though, also. Uh, it's, it's, it's cheesy in, on a good way. In a, good, in a fun way. way. Right, okay. Yeah. Like okay. Uh, I guess I don't have anything else, so let's watch a trailer for a movie that's coming out that I didn't know was controversial, but apparently it is Strange World. From Disney. Clad Farms? Clade Farms? Have you ever wondered... Wonder. What adventure waits? Whoa! What kind of airship is that? Beyond our world. What is the president doing in our front yard? Our entire world is in grave danger. I want you to come with me on an expedition. Okay. This looks bad. I mean, the animation looks pretty Pixar, like normal Pixar kind yeah. of thing, but... Oh, it does look a little like Big Hero, doesn't it? Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of Big Hero. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. And the water's dissolved the flesh off your bones. Everything down here is trying to kill us. So it's uh Lost World, right? Like the yeah. Land of the Lost. That's what I was thinking. Land of the Lost. Yeah. I guess I deserve that. Grandpa's awesome. He is not awesome. You gave me a machete for my birthday? It looks both bad and good at the same time. I mean, if this is what the trailer looks like, this is supposed to be all the best stuff, right? So, that's not a good sign. Yeah, no. Kind of looked is that... boring. Yeah, it looked pretty boring. The font for the title is like straight stolen from uh, uh, DuckTales, right? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, 
Uh, this was controversial, you said. Why is that? Uh, would you like me to do the the description of, of the movie? Nah. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, the Clods are a legendary family of explorers whose differences threaten the, to topple their latest and most crucial mission into uncharted and treacherous territory. Uh, 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, 65% on Fandango, 29% of Google users liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, it's controversial, at least according to the Facebook, but I don't know, uh, what you saw, uh, where you went. Was it controversial there, or no? It, uh, definitely was. Uh, I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the real C says, Go woke, go broke, keep up Disney. Glad I sold my share three years ago. Was one of the uh, things I'm, that I saw. I've seen a lot of those. I mean, I got some just normal ones. Obviously, uh, <laughs> Becky Perez on Facebook says, We saw it yesterday, 200 minutes of my life I will never get back. The worst movie I've seen in years. <laughs> um... But there's a lot of ones that are like, I used to be able to trust Disney to turn out family movies, but no more after accidentally taking my grands to, grandkids to totally woke, the oh, the totally woke movie Strange World. Walt Disney will be rolling in his grave with this attempt to indoctrinate children. There's like a lot okay, of that. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Keep down there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, CJ said... Uh, this movie was too messagey and too long. Wanted to walk out due to the lack of interest when I started stre- when it started stretching out the movie. My dad is years, 96 year old and said that's what Disney movies is like nowadays. Don't bother uh, to take me uh, to anymore to see one. I have a, to agree with my dad. Please bring back enchantment, whimsy. And the magic that Disney once was, uh, then let us get lost in the movie and forget about the outside world for a while. Uh, Amaralis Bayan says, I think this movie was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Woe to Palacy says, love the movie. Great job, Disney, with a uh, heart emoji, clapping emoji. Hmm. And then this one, which is not as uh, positive. Honestly, I watched the movie today and I couldn't even explain the storyline due to the confusion within it. Like, who were the writers for this movie and have they been fired yet? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Also coming this movie... This movie. This movie, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Also coming this week in the movies is The Fablemans. Young Sammy Fableman falls in love with the movies after his parents uh, take him to see the greatest show on earth. Amazing movie, by the way. Uh, Armed with a camera, Sammy starts to make out his own films at home, much to the delight of his supportive mother. This is directed and written by an unknown screenwriter called Steven Spielberg. I don't know if you heard about him. Never heard of him. Very, very small. Very, very small. Um, With Michelle Williams, Seth Rogen, David Lynch, Gabriel uh, LaBelle, Julia Butters. Yeah. Uh, 8.2 
two out of ten on IMDb, ninety-three to on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty-four percent on Metacritic, and eighty-five percent of Google users like this movie. I am smelling an Oscar," said someone. Uh, bones and all, love blossoms between a young woman on the mar- margins of society and a disenfra- uh, disenfranchised drifter. As they embark on a 3,000-mile odyssey through the backroads of America. However, despite the best efforts, all roads lead back to their terrifying past and a final stand that will determine whether their love can survive their differences. Scott Timothy Chalamet, Mark Rylance, uh, yeah, uh, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 75% on Metacritic, 76% of Google users liked it, so... All pretty good, close-together scores. Also coming out is a documentary called All the Beauty and Bloodshed. Uh, rare footage of an intimate interviews provide an insight to the life and works of renowned photographer and activist Nan Goldin. Uh, 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 89% on Metacritic. Uh, Devotion, uh, an inspirational true story of Jesse Brown, the first black aviator in the U.S. Navy. He endured friendship with fellow fighter pilot Tom Hunter, helping to turn the tide in the most brutal battle in the Korean War. Uh, Their heroic sacrifices ultimately make the Navy... Oh, make them the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 66%. On Metacritic, 90% of Google users liked it. It's got a Joe Jonas in it. Hmm. Okay. Joe Jonas. Sometimes I've heard about him. In a, and he's in like a serious war movie? That seems a little strange yeah. casting, but maybe maybe it'll work. Uh, and the last movie this week is an unknown movie called Glass Onion, A Nice Out Mystery. Tech billionaire Miles Braun invites his friends for a getaway on his private Greek island when someone turns up dead. Detective Benoit Blanc is put on the case, uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, with a lot of people you would hear hear about, like Daniel Craig, Kate Hudson, Edward Norton, Catherine Hain, uh, Ethan Hawke. Okay. Lots of known people. Dave Bautista. I'm, you know, I, I assume it's just a lot of the cast from Knives Out, right? Obviously. Uh, no, it's no, no, it's just him, just the the detective. Oh, all right. Uh, what do we want to see most? I mean, uh, actually, I probably will because I think Glass Onion is on Netflix, so I might even see that this week. But the one I want to see the most is mm-hmm. probably what Fablemans, just because it's so. Yeah. It's definitely got Oscar buzz. It has uh, very much Oscar buzz. I think that's the only reason I really want to see it. I've seen the commercial, and it doesn't look that interesting even, like the movie itself. No, it looks shit boring. But it looks well shot, and the acting's probably good, and I just want to see it because I know it's going to be nominated for at least one Oscar, if not more. I just know that already, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, what are we doing next week? Uh, news of the week. T- 
TV and Movies of the Week, Cabinet of Curiosity, Episode 6. We need to, because there's only eight episodes, we got to figure out what we're doing next. Um, mm-hmm. And another digital review of Vi- Violent Night, which I've seen the preview for. It looks pretty decent. Mm. Is it a horror movie? It's more of like an action, uh, action horror kind of thing, yeah. Okay. I'm not against that. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy Rand, can you tell me about this viral TikToker, please? I only know a little bit about this. You probably know more about it than me, right? Because you're a Swifty. I just know that, like... <laughs> Swift. I mean, aren't you? <laughs> I, I'm i kind of a Swifty. You're yeah. more of a Swifty than me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just know that, like, there was some TikToker who tried to buy tickets... Um, on Ticketmaster, and there was like, mm. they didn't get the tickets they wanted, and so they got really upset, and then that went viral, because apparently they'd gone to like every single show, and, mm. and the fact that they didn't get the exact tickets they wanted, got they got really upset about it. Is that what this is all about, mm. or is this something different? No, that's completely how I read it as well. Okay, yeah. Alright, yeah, I mean, that... That that's a th- there's also a whole thing with Ticketmaster. There's like a ongoing uh, thing where they've been ripping people off, and they're they're having mm-hmm. to pay people back. Uh, that's a whole other, a whole other thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's 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 interesting to to see uh, if uh, I I mean I I would go to Taylor Swift concert, wouldn't you? No, no, probably not. Unless they, unless somebody opened for her that I liked, but I wouldn't. Pro- I would probably not go, even if somebody gave me free. T- I would probably sell the tickets. <laughs> I would scalp yeah. the tickets and yeah. keep the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. Uh, you we want to talk about the Liver King? Well, let's do Liver King, and there's a, there's a few other things to talk about also, but. Uh, apparently he's being accused... Okay, well, if people don't know, Liver King rose to fame as a masculinity influencer. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's now facing a a wrath of acolytes uh, from the bodybuilding community, uh, showing evidence that he's been using steroids. Um, According to Plates... More Plates, More Dates YouTube channel, a guy named Derek... uh, who never has revealed his last name, okay, who also owns a supplement business, uh, has, he's the first person accusing Johnson of, uh, of using steroids. Um, what I'm seeing is that somebody released, supposedly released, uh, a record of his cycling, like, his, like, uh, his cycle dates for, for his steroids, uh, is that true? Mm. Is that not true? Um, it's it's hard uh, it's hard to know, I guess, except for the fact that I you can clearly just tell this guy's on steroids, right? I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's not uh, very surprising to me or anybody that would follow him that he's using steroids. I think the big I'm thing is surprised. that he's one of these people who he he says follow he follows like the ancestral diet and that he promotes mm-hmm. that 
his way of living is why he looks the way he does. So for him to lie about using steroids is more disingenuous than just somebody who, let's say, didn't sell supplement pills to people, right? If you're mm -hmm. just using steroids and you don't tell people, it's like whatever. But this guy's profiting off of his image uh, by and saying that he does it all naturally using this like specific method and so that makes it way worse to me i, I mm. would you agree or how do you feel about that yeah. yeah yeah no definitely i think that's just obvious right yeah uh other things uh from the youtube uh space mark robert's egg drop from space did you watch that i didn't even get all the way through it was kind of long but it i just wasn't in as interesting to me as some of his other videos Oh, I I very much liked it. I I mean, it was fine. Uh, it just yeah. didn't have like the I don't know, the wackiness of some of his other videos. You know what I mean? It was very straightforward. I wonder like, if we will see science his TV stuff. show. Yeah, I wonder if we will see his TV show anytime soon. I think it was supposed to come out when the pandemic happened, and then it never. It might have just completely got bumped after that. You had it on your most anticipated uh, TV shows of this year. Did I? Oh, me. Uh, oh yeah. I don't remember. I guess I'd have to look back. I thought that was last year. Maybe I'm mixing no, up the no. years. Okay. Hmm. Uh, there was the iShow Speed crypto scam, where a bunch of mm -hmm. people are mm, <coughs> saying that it wasn't his fault. To, to he didn't know, like he's a pretty young kid, so maybe he didn't know any better. But there were these two guys promoting this crypto scam and they used uh, they went on iShow Speed's stream to promote it and they brought on a fake uh what's his name Ronaldo right is that his name mm -hmm. and they yes. tried to put they put this guy out that looked just like Ronaldo and they didn't really say oh that that's who it is but they didn't not say it wasn't him right and mm -hmm. so yeah it was definitely a bit of a scam there Oh, talking about scams do you remember when I talked about established titles last week <laughs> right, this is one of the bigger yeah. stories on YouTube this week, for sure. Mm -hmm. Talk about uh, me being a little fast on the finger. Well, at least we literally said last week it is a gag, right? Mm -hmm. But yep. uh, you want me to kind of go into what... So what happened, Fro last week talked about getting an established title thing, because it, it was promoted all over YouTube, everywhere. Um like, every kind of channel, it's like they were spending a ton of money. They've completely stopped the advertising budget is what I... I mean, I sent you that thing from Sam Cedar last night, even had to come and say something about it. Mm -hmm. He was a little more like, I don't think this is as big a... He was saying, uh, people are kind of blowing this whole thing out of proportion, which I think is probably true. What do you, yes. what do you think? I mean, you're more affected by this than me, so... No, I, I knew it was a gag gift when I bought it. Right. I mean, I think the argument the from some people. The, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, the only concern I had was that I wouldn't plant trees. That's kind of like that's my only concern. And they came out uh, at the company themselves, and they said, "Hey, we don't," because some people were claiming, "Oh, they plant trees in Ireland, right?" But mm -hmm. they were saying, "No, we work with uh, uh, nonprofit groups that plant trees, and we give them money to plant trees. We don't." We ourselves right. aren't the ones that plant trees. And now people are saying, well, we want to see the receipts. You know, we want to see mm -hmm. your bank statements that say, hey, we transferred this much money to uh, whatever uh, 
nonprofit you were using, you know, which I guess I understand that. I, I think I trust them that they probably are giving that money to charity. How much of it is going to mm-hmm. charity is a question. Are they giving 10 cents, $2, whatever. Uh, but I think other people, the other thing where people are like, oh, they're lying about giving out land. Um, that is just... I don't think, like we said, it, it was a gag gift, and I don't think anybody was using this as, like, an investment strategy. No. Like, they no. were buying up land to sell it off to, you know what I'm saying? Like, which some people are kind of construing it that way in in, in the sense where they're saying, uh, you don't actually own the land, and it's like, I don't, mm-hmm. if you thought you were actually owning the land, I don't, I don't want to say you deserve to be scammed, but I, won't, I would say, like, um, how... Like, you have to really uh, understand, you have to really not understand how, like, real estate or, like, uh, would work, you know? Because, like, the cost mm. of, like, owning a piece of property versus what this costs, like, I, I don't know, th- that it's really stretching to say that people were getting ripped off in that way. That's my opinion, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, nobody is, like, and it's, like, they, they were selling a foot of land. It's, like, nothing. Right, I guess the argument would be like, well, what if somebody bought up, like, uh, 2,000 of those and then wanted to go build a house right. on it? And it's like, okay, you're just being silly, because, like, what if all those little pieces were all separate, separated from each other and not in one square right. box? Exactly. So, yeah, I, uh, it's a gag, just the, in the same way. Remember they, on YouTube, used to promote uh, Star uh, yep. by a by the name a star after for somebody or something like that right right and it's not it's in the same gag sense where like if you went to that galaxy and there were aliens that were on a planet right. there that <laughs> somebody on the internet said that you own that you, you couldn't show up and be like hey i own this you know what i mean that's not how it's just not how that works yeah you're saying that the aliens wouldn't say yes. That's cool with us. The, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh shit, he's got it. He's got it. The paper from America, yeah, the yeah. internet in the U.S. and that that supersedes all of our laws. So, um, I don't think <laughs> I think that's probably not going to happen. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, well, H three deleted a show, and we were kind of like, what's going on here? And it looks like they mm-hmm. uh, didn't get a strike or anything because they caught it fast enough, but. Uh, and they, they, I thought maybe they would stop doing live shows for a while because Ethan said mm-hmm. something he shouldn't have. I don't know if you saw the clip of what he said. Yep. Yep. I don't think we should repeat it, obviously, but... No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's something that you just avoid saying. We'll say that. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What else? I, we talked about Kanye and Tim Pool already, right? Mm-hmm. Uh... Oh, the Balenciaga teddy bears. That's one thing we should talk oh about. Oh, my God. What did you think about this whole scandal? People are having too much time on their s- space. I mean, like, I thought it was if, weird. Right? Didn't yes. you? I mean, it's weird to put kids next to these it's teddy weird. bears in bondage gear. But I think the weirder... But I didn't, think, go, I didn't think about it like that at all. Like, I didn't think about, like, oh, it's... Kids with bondage care. I, I think, didn't think about that. The weirder part of it was that people saw their on one in one of the pictures of the ad. Mm. There's like some papers on a desk in like the foreground of the picture, in like in 
uh, and there was one of these papers specifically is a law about sexual abuse of children. And so mm. people were like, wait, okay, this might all just be coincidence or just artsy kind of like trying to be, uh, you know, um, yeah, but that's a little... But once you see that, then you go, wait a second. Yeah. That obviously was not placed there just on accident. And that's the one thing that made me go, okay, this is, is actually very, very weird and very creepy and needs to be looked into. Otherwise, like, otherwise I would have just been like, oh, they're just trying to be edgelords. You know, trying right. to, like... Yeah. D they're doing this for publicity and trying to, like, just be uh, over the top and, and just try to get people talking. But once somebody pointed out that... I was like, okay, that's creepy. Yeah. Well, should we watch uh, more of uh, Super Mario Brothers? I'm, I'm, I'm a little excited to see if this is going to be as bad as I think it is. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this yet. It's the you know first trailer I think that's out right of the or first full trailer yes. of the Super Mario yeah. Brothers cartoon movie with Chris Pratt. So let's check this out. Give me a countdown whenever. In three. Two, one, play. The animation looks fine. Yeah, the animation is okay. <laughs> oh, he did a little let's a go. Oh, let's a go. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That was good. Sure if you know who I am. Yeah. But I'm about to rule the world. Wow. Uh, yay. But there's one. <laughs> there's a human. Has a mustache just like you. Do you think I know every human being with a mustache wearing? I like how they're avoiding having Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt talk, so far mm -hmm. at all. Bowser is. Are they just gonna avoid it the whole trailer? I mean, he's the most controversial thing about this movie, so... Oh, I got this. No problem. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> begins now! I mean, it's not that bad, I guess. It definitely doesn't sound like Mario, but... No. I think after 20 minutes, watching the movie you're gonna get used to get get used to it you know what i mean i think uh, luigi is better definitely oh mario kart that's interesting rainbow road yeah okay okay he did a wahoo Remixing the Mario Brothers theme song, yeah. Yeah. Well, in cinema soon. Yeah. Interesting. Will it be on our most anticipated <laughs> movies of the year? <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, I doubt uh, that, but it doesn't look as bad as I thought it was gonna be, right? No, as, I mean, especially no. as people, as much as people hyped up how bad it was gonna be, that doesn't look terrible. I mean, yeah. It's nothing like that first Sonic trailer, kind of, you know, that's what I, like... Right. It definitely looks better than 
most cartoon uh, video game movies. Yeah. Okay, my dear Russian comrades uh, and everybody else, uh, this has been another Digital Citizen. Remember to tell Daddy Putin that we love him. Um, yeah, thanks, Jay, by the way. Yeah, thanks, Jay. For all the listens. <laughs> thanks, Jay, Mod Jay Modox, whoever yeah. you are. Whichever one of there. them you are, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember, uh, uh, please don't do that again. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Actually, if if that person is listening, we'd like to interview you for the show just to figure out what the fuck happened. Yes. Yeah. So email yes. us at our email address. On uh, uh, it's under the show. Just look under the show. Yeah. Yeah, because Luke doesn't want to say it, so we don't get spam again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.